0: So this morning, uh, as we talk about missions, we saw the video from Sean, uh, who is in Laos. It's probably our furthest missionary, about 9,000 miles away. But also, local missions is important as well. Uh, Acts chapter 1 8 says that when the Holy Spirit comes he calls you to Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the other part other parts of the world that scripture was written and spoken in Jerusalem so there's an emphasis and an importance on what God is doing right here in our city so we have the You know the uh the the question that we can ask ourselves do we want to recreate all of these ministries ourselves or do we want to partner with uh evangelical like-minded people who are already doing missions works in the city and that's what we've chosen to do a good portion of our monthly missions money stays right here in tallahassee and in leon county as it should so this morning i've got six uh, different ministries that are going to be represented. I'm going to ask them to come to the stage at this time. Would you welcome them this morning? We'll talk to them in just a moment. Come on up here. Just find a seat somewhere. Anywhere, anywhere. Okay, so um, we have uh, Larry Nota that you know, Larry. He's uh, from the Gideons, and we support the Gideons. Uh, we have Austin, who's from Teen Challenge. Daryl is from Maryland Oaks. Anthony and DeMar- Anthony and Heather, Chi Alpha, FSU, uh, Suzanne for Good Samaritan Network, and Sherry from the Women's Pregnancy Network. One more time, would you give it up for them this morning? We appreciate, we appreciate you guys. So, Larry will. We will start with you. Larry is no stranger, and he's already told me if I go long, just shut me up, and that's not a problem because he's a home guy here. So, uh, Larry, uh, so tell us a little bit about Gideon's ministry. For those of you that don't know, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Okay, so uh, the Gideons, their main purpose is the same as the church, Uh, and the phrase we use is to make disciples of all nations straight out of Scripture. Um, One of the things we want to emphasize is we're not in competition with the church. Uh, We just have the same goal. What we've done is we've carved out a little niche in that we refer to ourselves as advocates for the lost. And the way we deal with that is we make sure that people around the world get a copy of God's word in their hand. And uh, that way they can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, I think it's interesting that one of the other things we do is we're into personal witnessing. So I like the shirts. And uh, it's interesting how it works because, and I've got one of these shirts that I'll wear. What it is is people are going to come up to you and ask. Well, Gideon's, uh, sometimes people are going the other way while we're walking after them because we want (laughs) to talk to them. And so it's a good combination. It's a good combination. So... Uh, One of the things we're not is the church. We have people come up and they say, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? What church are you? And we tell them we're not the church. Uh, There's four couples here, the Fobbles, the Notas, the Garners, and the Gilberts, Young Gilbert. And um, those four members here, I mean, you have to be a member of a church So there's like 244,000 men and women around the world that are Gideons that are members of local churches. So that is a large missionary group that are living in all these countries. So our goal as a church is to reach out and reinvent the wheel, as Pastor said. And guess what? You already got a mighty army of God right there in the body of Christ and uh, looking for scriptures to distribute because most of them, Most of those countries and those believers don't have the money.
0: Larry, how did you find yourself? How did you become a Gideon? What brought you to that ministry?
1: Uh, It's an interesting story because the Gideons, one of the things they do is they're always looking for Christian business or professional guys that want to do it. So somebody came, I don't know who it was, uh, back when Pastor Creel was here. So that's a long time ago. And they asked him, Pastor, you got any guys that might be interested in the Gideon ministry? And so he asked me, and I said, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't feel the Lord kind of drawing me into that, not at this time. But eventually, obviously, I did have a time, and what happened is I met a Gideon in the workplace, got to understand the ministry, and, and uh, I'm all in.
0: Now, yeah, I was at the fair Thursday night. It was footlong corndog night, so I uh, always feel like you need to support local uh, outreach there when we walked in there was the gideon's tent that we saw when we came for scripture distribution then we walked when we walked out the gideons were there just handing out handing out god's word and i i was asking for larry but i just told the guy hey we partner with you guys on a monthly basis but just seeing that out at the fair was just phenomenal so larry like uh of course, there's always stories of people that have come to faith through just finding a, a random script Bible somewhere. So tell us one of those stories.
1: Okay. Well, let me put it this way. And there are stories related to somebody finding random scriptures, but it's a disciplined ministry. Right. And we put, we've put over 2 billion scriptures in circulation. So the stories related to the random one that somebody throws away. Uh, there's tons of testimonies about people that intentionally kept it. The one I'll tell you about being uh, thrown away, this lady uh, was a college student. She had a family. She got, one of the things she did, she was running, and there was, in a rainstorm on the side of the road, but her marriage was falling apart. She wasn't interested in her family, all that kind of stuff. It was all about the business world and whatnot. And through a long cycle uh, of God at work in a very impressive way, she came to Christ, marriage restored, textbook, TV, hallmark kind of a day.
0: That's great. Larry, if... uh... Uh, if someone is interested and wants want more information, or maybe they would like to join with the Gideons, now you have a booth out in the front. Yeah, we've
1: got something out there. Yeah. You can see kind of what our tools are for witnessing and the type of things we place. Uh, and at any time, if anybody thinks they're interested in that, uh, you know, we've got the hookup, we've got the applications and whatnot. But please do come by, because I want to point you to the website, Gideon website, and uh, in this short... Uh, and time period. You don't really get the full flavor, but there's a place you can go in there, click on blog, and it, you'll have your eyes opened up.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable ministry. And I, and I think I've already mentioned, but we we support these ministries here on a monthly basis already. So I want you to know some of what you're hearing is your money at work as well. I was preaching out of town many, many years ago. I left my Bible. I stole one from the hotel. Okay. I stole it but then I reimbursed the Gideons for 25 bucks. So I'm good now. I'm good. But I opened the, I opened the, the little drawer. I was like, please let the Gideons be here. Please, please. So uh, they did. Larry, thank you for your personal commitment to uh, just getting scripture out. Gideons aren't a church. It's not a denomination. They're just handing out God's word. And we support that. We believe that. And Larry, Larry's just one of the uh, kind of the executives over the, the Gideons in Florida. Uh, I get letters that Larry has signed, you know, and prayer cards that Larry is in it, uh, uh, signed for us. So, Larry, we just want to say from our church, we appreciate you. We appreciate the Gideons. Give it up for Larry Noda and the Gideons this morning. <laughs> Amen. Anthony, Heather, tomorrow from uh, FSU Chi Alpha. So uh, we're so glad to have them. And if you enjoyed the coffee this morning, they are unbelievable. Uh, they have a mobile coffee bar that they bring when they come here, usually in November. So thanks for doing that this morning. So for people that don't know, tell them a little bit about about Chi Alpha and maybe how you guys got involved with that.
2: Okay, it's my turn, okay. Um, so for those of you who don't know Chi Alpha, um, so, with, like you saw, Sean is a part of the window of world missions. There's a sister side to that that is U.S. missions. And they are organizations that reach, like Pastor said, Jerusalem, Judea, here in the States. And so, Chi Alpha is a part of the AG's. Um, U.S. missions windows. And so we are on over 300 campuses, secular university campuses across the country and even some overseas where that's when the U.S. and world missions combine and work together. It's amazing. And so what we do is we reach university students where they're at, similar to the Gideons. We, you know, we just talk about our best day ever and we talk about Jesus and we just reach out and disciple and we make disciples of the nations.
0: So Anthony, how'd you guys find yourself involved with Chi Alpha, what led you there?
3: Oh, that's that's complicated. The first thing I'll say <laughs> is the uh, Lord just asked for regular people to be obedient to him and so the special thing about us is that we gave God a yes and we said God you can use us we feel like you're calling us to this so how I wound up in the Chi Alpha uh, the Lord had me praying on a university campus I didn't know it for two years uh, it was Washington Square Park at NYU and as I was there I felt like the Lord just asked me to pray for that area of the city and I'm like okay God I'm originally from New York so don't judge me uh, why was that funny no uh, <laughs> So I'm I'm walking through this park. I'm just praying, God, what do you want me to do? And I felt like the Lord just... Uh, Said, pray for this area. After two years, I felt like an audible voice came and said, Anthony Kai Alpha. And so, in following that journey, the Lord brought me here to Tallahassee, Florida, February 2nd of 2009, uh, calling me specifically to reach out to college students so they can hear the gospel in terms that they understand. We have a saturation of of the gospel going forward, but in terms that people understand and find relatable, Jesus said this. He said, Go and make disciples. So our charge in Alpha is to literally be uh, disciple makers, raising up students to then make disciples that are on that campus. I I sometimes refer to them as indigenous people, uh, like when the students do outreach, because there's 40,000 students at FSU, a little bit more right now, many of whom have never had access to the gospel in terms that they understand. So how did we get called? The Lord asked. Why? Because the Lord cares for the nations that steps on that campus. The Lord cares for the next generation uh, of just not just Uh, Americans the next generation of the world that they might know and walk faithfully with God so how did we get into this Uh, we said yes Heather might have a different story she's like I married you that's how I got into this and that was her calling Uh, but that's that's the quick of it for me
0: uh, so, give us a snapshot. What does a composite student look like uh, today in 2021 <laughs> on the campus? And then maybe tell us uh, one of your success stories that, that you have. So, yeah. I, know, I know there's, so just t- answer that.
3: All right, composite student, what do they look like? Man, it is very atypical. Uh, if you come to Florida State, you're probably going to have two years of community college or something like that. So we have a very quick window. It's, people are not in school for four years anymore. Uh, it's even less. So when people come to campus, uh, every background, every nation, every demographic, It's we're a public university here at Florida State. And so the atypical uh, or... Everyone is atypical, it almost feels. Uh, so, what do we do? How do you build relationships with that? Is there anything? Do you want to give us? I'm looking at her, and she's like, Don't, you keep running. I don't know how to package. Yeah, we, we really can't package college students in the same way it's like uh, your family. You didn't pick your family, you just kind of, they were the ones around you and you hung out with the most. Same thing with your friendships. You might pick your friendships. We don't pick who's on campus, but this is what we know God picked them. Does that make sense? There you and go. so, it's very not typical, so what do we do? Uh, we really find practical ways of connecting with people regularly. The coffee that you guys experienced today was a way that we build, we give out coffee for free every day on campus. We have a facility that we rent and we work out of. Uh, and. We give a coffee out for free. Why? Because students like coffee. Yes, most of them do. But it gives us time to build relationships, uh, to just get to know them, present the gospel, pray for them. Every student that we hand a coffee out to, we pray for them, whether they want it uh, in giving requests or just, Lord, bless them today. Be with them today. Help them get to know you. And so a few of the stories, one of the students that I'll I'll say of a student that attended here, um, grew up in the church-ish was Christian in culture. She didn't grow up in this church, but this is where she attended when she came to Chi Alpha. Um, I'll, I won't say her name, but one of the things that she walked through, she, was, she moved to the States when she was young. Her, it was a very difficult family situation to the point where she had some, an abusive moment in her past where she really had some struggles with God that she had to reconcile. She wanted to learn more about God through her hurts, and we wound up through outreach meeting her. Uh, We'll call her Jill, just for namesake. Um, Jill, we met her, we talked about how God heals us on the inside she got involved in walking more with the lord got involved in a core group a bible study uh, went through our leadership training got plugged into a local church again kai alpha we're not trying to replace the local church we're your extension to people that will never step through these doors to learn about jesus and so she started to get plugged in she started attending kai alpha serving in Chi Alpha, became a core group leader and she wrote this this is how you know it's real on her social media post this is what she posted when she graduated, she said, I came to college learning, wanting to be an ambassador overseas. She was an international student. She uh, spoke several different languages. And she wanted to, felt called to be an ambassador. And in the end of it, the post said this, but most of all, more than learning Arabic, more than learning Mandarin, all of these other languages, the hardest thing that happened to me in college was learning how to forgive. And Chi Alpha and the church and Jesus taught me how to do that. And so what do we do? We walk with people, present the gospel and disciple them to to giving God their yes, whether it's an easy step or whether it comes with a lot of baggage we want people to be free and obedient to god and so that's our heart to mold into students to live for the next generation and she she's serving the lord the lord has healed her but more than anything was learning how to live freely with the lord which is our prayer for all of us uh and what it
0: means to do missions and ministry i believe that's great heather what are some challenges that you face and when do you guys meet if we've got any fsu students online or this Um, morning so...
2: so we meet on monday nights we have a weekly large group service monday nights um on uh, Jefferson Street, there's a, a ministry space that we share with a couple other campus ministries. And um, we meet Monday nights at 8 o'clock. We have not this this exact machine, but similar setup. We start serving coffee at 7.30 if you want to come early. But service starts at 8.30, um, and it's a traditional, normal, like, worship and the word kind of service. But every day of the week, various times in different places, starting on Tuesday through Friday, we have about um, 9 or 10 Bible studies, um, some for guys, some for girls that meet throughout the week. Um, some in the afternoons and some in the evenings. Um, Some of the biggest challenges that we have, and I was going to tack this on to what Anthony said about the, in 2021, I don't want to say we're living in a post-COVID world, but in some ways we kind of are. Um, And college students, our young people, are some of the first people to show how damaging COVID has been. And um, our national within Chi Alpha, our our national motto or mission statement is um, reconciling students to Christ, transforming the university, the marketplace, and the world. Um, And I kind of tongue-in-cheek have told people, you know, now it's almost a level of um, part of reconciling students to Christ is reconciling students with themselves. And so we have spent the better part of the last three or four years in um, deep levels of, I don't want to say therapy because we're not therapists, but a yes. deep level of pastoral counseling with 18 to 21-year-olds of, you know, it's, it's really hard for, um, I deal with uh, young women and Anthony with young men, and it's, it's really hard to, um, like we sing a worship song, you're a good, good father. It's really hard for them to understand what a good, good father is when they've never had one. Or, you know, what it is to be a part of, you know, Chi Alpha as a as a we call ourselves a family or a church family when they don't have any concept of a healthy family dynamic. How do I respect my pastor when I can't respect men? It's really hard for them to do that. And even now coming out of COVID, the words overwhelmed, stressed, anxiety, depression, loneliness, they're even heightened than they ever have been before. It's been exponentially greater than it ever has been before. Um, mental illness is not just a label, but it's a way of life now. It's just, it is, the whole idea is, it is what it is. And it's like, but it doesn't have to be. And that's where Chi Alpha is now. We're bridging another gap that has just, in a 2021, it's a new gap we have to help bridge.
0: Anthony, international students are important to you guys. We've got Brian Ames with us this morning, your missionary associate. Just take a moment, tell tell about that.
3: Yeah. So people come from everywhere all over the world, the world sends their elite, Uh, over 90% of all world leaders get educated somewhere in the United States at some point in their lives. And so doing international ministry on a secular university campus has the capacity to change nations, to change health, to change everything. So what one of our heart and our vision is, is to reach the nations right where we're at as they come to us. There might be some countries and places where we can't have a missionary or a gospel conversation out in public. But what we do is every Friday night, this is what we do on Chi Alpha, uh, we have an international student hangout. Grad students, undergrad students who come from overseas, uh, we just provide a way to celebrate culture and life and build relationships so international students can start to learn more about who God is and what it means to interact with a Christian. Uh, one of the, the guys that I've interacted with uh, through the years uh you know, he grew up, uh, he would say he was Persian, but he grew up in Ar- Iran. And so we have students that uh, come on campus, they hear about Christianity overseas, but never actually understand what it means to walk with Jesus, live with Jesus. And so it's a great opportunity for us as Chi Alpha to try and disciple the nations, win the nations, and people are coming Man, we have to get the gospel out. The Lord is coming back. You can find everything in a university campus except for Jesus. And so we believe Jesus wants to reach all of the nations. And so we live it out locally. And even we are an extension of that happening overseas, which we couldn't do without. you. And so we're very grateful to have the Ames family with us that help us lead the way for making sure that even international students are a part of the family. It's a blessing.
0: Amen. Uh, so uh, again when you give a missions offering here and you think about fsu know that your missions money is at work reaching students you guys have been here a long time we appreciate you guys love you guys so give it up for anthony and heather so amen our next uh, ministry this morning is uh, Suzanne Sewell from Good Samaritan Network right here in Tallahassee. Good to have you with us this morning. Just take a moment and tell us about your, your ministry and what you guys do.
4: Okay, thank you. Uh, the Good Samaritan Network was uh, set up, I think about 20 years ago by Glenn and Beth Burns. Probably many of you know them. Uh, you're getting the B team today. They could not be here, but uh, I would like to tell you a little bit about the ministry. Uh, In addition to helping the homeless, the hurting, the helpless, the real intent behind the ministry is to restore people to their God-given purpose and to develop spiritual relationships with uh, homeless, hurting people, and so they can return to their God-intended purpose. There's several programs within the ministry. There's so many I had to write them down. <laughs> um, in addition to just helping an emergency basis with food, shelter, housing, uh, there's a men's transformation program. And that program literally is bringing men out of prison. Uh, many of them have been in for several years. You know, The uh, staff at Good Samaritan Network go in the prison, meet with the guys, pray with them and encourage those who want to grow in their spiritual walk to come and reside at the program. Uh, The recidivism rate, I think, for most um, Department of Corrections programs is something like 40%. The Good Samaritan Network rate, I think, is 8%. So the spiritual element is there, and men are changing because of it. The women's program, we have the Chelsea House Residential Program, and that's a program to help women who need a place to stay for a while to stabilize. Both the men and the women's program are usually short term, a matter of three to six months, because the intent is for folks to move on, to get where they need to be, to get the job skills and the spiritual strength that they need to move on. Uh, A spinoff of Chelsea House was Angel Wings, which uh, is here in Tallahassee, and they've served women who are battered or coming out of sex trafficking, which a lot goes on in Tallahassee, unfortunately. The program has an outreach component, and within that, they're giving out food five days a week um, from 2 to 5 p.m. at the store, which is 2706 North Monroe. And they partner with Food Bank and others who are literally providing a food for homeless people or people who are low income and need assistance with food. It's a huge effort during COVID because there a lot of people who were hurting and needed it. This is an Anon Church um, initiative here. Uh, The uh, ministry bought the property there, a little church, and some um, land right next to it. There's going to be a men's village there with some of the transformation guys there. And that ministry is also going to reach out to the um, housing areas there on the street. If you've been down eight on Church Road, there are several mobile home parks there and a lot of people there with needs. Uh, I think the zip code is probably one of the uh, lowest income average in the state. So it's a good place to serve to me. Uh, and then there's the thrift store, and it relies on the donations of folks such as you all. I'm sure several of you've been there and donated. And it also creates a work site for people who may have challenges with um, interacting with people or limited job skills, so they can come in and learn, you know, how to be a cashier, how to give good customer service, uh, you know, how to operate a computer, and those kinds of things. Yeah. So, but overall. The spiritual component is the key in the ministry.
0: I would say for our church, we interact with the Good Samaritan Network uh, on, a, on a regular basis. We always have people who just show up at our door. They're hungry. They need food. They need shelter. We can help very short term. some of those things but we are really a lot of times we are connecting uh you know sex trafficking and and abuse women that have been abused and you know just with the more long-term kind of things so we are really connected with them also they provide the um you know the, the kind of the food pantry kind of thing so that's something that we don't have to really house here we we support them on a monthly basis and we and they can do a much better job much more diverse offerings than we could do so great ministry and we 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 interact with good samaritan network a good a good bit here at our church so Suzette, how did you find yourself involved with this ministry
4: several years ago my husband and i took um of course, uh, Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby, mm-hmm. and I'll never get one statement he made in it. It was talking about, you know, having been blessed and then serving and serving others. And he made this statement, when you're looking at a place to serve, show up where God is working. Yeah. So we looked around and we saw God working through Good Samaritan Network, and that's where we wanted to be. And uh, been there well over ten years in different capacities.
0: What What are some of your challenges that you kind of see on a regular basis in the ministry that you guys do?
4: Well, revenues, income—you know—that's always a challenge. I'm sure some of your supporting—you know—and you you all been very kind to the ministry, so we can always more of that. Um, Volunteering—you know—there are many ways that volunteers can serve. You know, Bible studies, mentoring um if you like to tinker around there are always things being known, donated that need repairs i know during covid and you know, i was looking for a hobby right? and i had taught a, a women's sewing class there and during that we had all these donated fabrics and scraps that, you know for a little scrap you're really not going to sell so we took these and my COVID hobby became making doll clothes. So if you go out to the table, you'll look. And there's a lot of symbolism there because it's, it's consistent with the repurposing focus of the ministry. You can take a scrap or something that's left over and you can make something that someone else will value. So there are many ways to plug in. You know, if you're interested, just come to the store uh, there are cards out there, you know, folks you can contact, you can get online and sign up to be a volunteer. I'm the volunteer coordinator, so I'll call you. <laughs> but uh, everyone has a gift, everyone has a talent. And if you're finding time on your hands and wondering how to serve, let us know, we can find a place. And I'll make one other plug. You go right ahead. If nothing else, I have brought garbage bags that are out on the table <laughs> Well, each of each family, grab a garbage bag, fill it up with something. No, not something you're going to throw away, okay? But something that would sell, that you can let go of. And you can bring it back to the church. We'll arrange to pick it up. But that's something you can do today. That's
0: great. She's got a booth out there in the the foyer. And I want to say, too, we, we talk about service and service to God. I want you to know that not everything that you do will be done on this campus with these ministries. God may call you to some other things like like any of these ministries that are here, and that's fine. Everybody just find a place to serve. If you get one of those trash bags, don't put your garbage in it, okay? Some of them will. Some of them will.
4: We don't really need your garbage.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, thank you for what you do. Would you give it up for Suzanne this morning? God bless you. Daryl represents Maryland Oaks. We have a little video that we want to show uh, uh, right now. This morning. So just take a moment. We saw some of it on the video this morning. Kind of tell us about the scope of the ministries at, at Maryland Oaks.
5: Sure. Um, it's for um, low-income individuals and families. Uh, currently, we have 47 um, mobile home units that house about 142 people. Um, what we try to do with them well, I'll just give you here's a way to do. Somebody comes in and says oh oh, I'd like to go there. Uh, If if you meet the minimum qualifications which is 40% of the going rate for rent income then um, they have to fill out a lease of course but then we also have a program agreement which we've started which says that you have to uh, have a life coach and that you have to uh, do um, a getting ahead class and some other programs that we have and then once we get you in there the first thing we do is get the life coach involved which is is another way of saying social worker and what we do is uh, figure out what it is that they need services and goods wise right then to get stabilized and then once we get them stabilized then we work on getting them into the getting ahead class and that class teaches you how to uh, develop uh, your own personalized plan for your life so that you can uh, move your family on become more successful, and um, and then our, our life coaches follow up on a monthly basis to make sure that they're following through with those plans. Um, our goal is that when you get into the uh, community that you stay one to four years, and then you're successful enough to move out on your own. Um, we also uh, have a lot of programs for the kids. Um, thanks to the church last year, uh, I started a summer program um, two years ago, and then uh, we it's now called the Beyond Barriers program, which is going to be a year-round program as soon as I get my new building. Uh, but last summer, uh, Generations was nice enough to let us house it here. Uh, and they were even, even went so far as to uh, let my guys uh, come over and attend the Mega Sports Camp for free. So, so that, that was really exciting for them. Um, but our Beyond Barriers program, um, I've got retired teachers, 35 years experience. I've got some uh, students from uh, the medical school that will come over and do tutoring. And what we're doing, we have curriculum for um, reading, um, science, and math. And we're tracking all of that information so that we'll be able to help students be more successful um, and then we, we have other, I have the Tallahassee Youth Orchestra that comes out and we're teaching um, them music lessons and then they come out and do concerts twice a year. Uh, I have 22 single mothers with approximately 60 children. And so I have a, a single mother support group and boy do they need that. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a lot. I mean it's difficult if, you, if you're trying to work and you've got multiple kids to, so we try to pick up some of the slack on that.
0: So Maryland Oaks would be another ministry that we interact with pretty much on a regular basis. So Daryl, we, we know uh, Daryl. We're happy to house their camp during the summer. It was lively this summer. I just want you to know that. So, uh, but we had a great time hosting uh, hosting them. But if you don't know, Maryland Oaks is just right across the street over here. So I mean, you're talking about Jerusalem. I mean, it's just I mean, it's just right across the road. And also, I want to say to you that Maryland Oaks is an answer to transitional housing issues in our city. So, like, even when people turn their life around, they got to have some help kind of getting on their feet. And this is a faith-based ministry that just helps with transitional housing, you know, skill development. And we believe, you know, we believe in that and we support that. Darrell, what are just some of the challenges that you guys uh, face uh, kind as you're doing ministry day-to-day,
5: week-to-week? Uh, Well, one of them I mentioned was my building. I've been trying since March to get my new building. It's a uh, double-wide modular unit that's already, uh, came from a middle school, was donated, so it's already set up for school, but it's back and forth to the city. Hopefully, I'll have it by the beginning of the year. Uh, The second thing is, it's always an ongoing problem, is that the units are 18 to 20 years old, so I've got um, roofs and appliances and, and HVAC units that I have to fix all the time. And we were blessed in, in uh, 2020 to get a donation where I was able to get 21 of my 47 roofs replaced. Right. I got two more replaced this year. Uh, we, last month I just replaced my first um, HVAC unit, but uh, I have to maintain that community as it is for the next 10 years and then we may transition into tiny houses or something like sure. that. Sure, that, that's great. So if someone feels
0: uh... Need they feel a nudge? Uh, they got some uh, repair skills. Got a little time. They feel called. How? What, what do they need to do, dear?
5: Well, they can walk across the street, <laughs> or, or or they can call the church. Yeah. Or I'll leave some cards. They can call me. That my the cards have my personal cell phone number on it. Uh, and there's also a goodnewsoutreach.org um, website that you can look at because we do more than just Maryland Oaks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also we've had. Many wonderful families uh, from Maryland Oaks have been part of our church family here. We are honored and uh, blessed that they are, are part of our congregation now and have been for you know been for years. So, uh, hey, we want to thank you for what you do. We appreciate your partnership. We're here for you guys. We're just right across the street. So we're, we're in regular communication. Would you give it up for Daryl and Maryland Oaks? Good news. Our next uh, uh, presentation this morning, Sherry West, she represents the uh, Women's Pregnancy Center. And Sherry, we welcome you uh, this morning. Jamie's out of town, so this is her able.
6: Another BT member.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, for people who aren't aware of your ministry, just tell them about the scope of the ministry and kind of what you guys do here in Tallahassee.
6: Women's Pregnancy Center was started in 1984 to be the answer to the Roe v. Wade abortion situation, and uh, it was a group of pastors and concerned um, believers that wanted to be an answer to the abortion-vulnerable population, especially here in Tallahassee with FSU, FAMU, and TCC, three large college campuses within a two-mile radius, I think, that's the correct number. So anyway, um, they started in 1985 uh, back on Magnolia, and now currently we are at 919 West Pensacola Street, which is nestled right on the FSU campus, and we're two blocks away from Doak Campbell Stadium. We also offer uh, Belly Boutique, which is our uh, material assistance. For the women who come in and um, find themselves with a positive pregnancy test, then we will walk with them. If they so choose that from the pregnancy test on through the birth of their baby and when their baby is seven months old, they can come see us once a month. So if they choose to do that, they can be with us for about 18 months. And we'd love to be able to foster a relationship with them Uh, So it's been good. And then we also have the Mosaic Sexual Health Clinic, which was an answer to prayer to the Planned Parenthood mega center that is on West Tennessee Street that God put it on Jamie's heart to be an answer for that. And God orchestrated all the particulars. And that building was built in three months Jamie had to raise 1.8 million dollars in 90 days, and God came through with $50,000 extra. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, if you if you've seen the Planned Parenthood right down the road, the Mosaic just kind of sits at the bottom. Uh, the bottom of the hill sometimes you can just drive by it and not see it but make sure that you you uh, you look at that so uh, if
6: I could just interject Planned Parenthood is not a well-run well this particular uh, facility is not well-run if they have uh, cancellations or they can't make their appointments they'll send the girls over to Mosaic so they really don't know what they're doing (laughs) Yay, yay praise yay. God praise God
0: yes. <laughs> amen mm-hmm. hey so um, uh, just uh, you find a young lady at your doorstep uh, tell us tell us kind of your interaction with
6: with that so um generally speaking she is a college student she comes to us scared um, because the culture tells her abortion is the only solution for her but we have we have the information that that's not the only solution. That's a life-ending solution. We have two other life-giving solutions, which is parenting and placing for adoption. So we will walk her through those, um, that information to give her the, the um, courage to say, yes, yes. Um, I can do this, and we help. We come alongside of her and help her with a parent uh, partnering program. We also offer the material assistance. So um, that's how we help Right, them. but that, that's
0: important because you are, you are there through the childbirth and after, and you've got resources and programs and people that love and care for yeah. these individuals. So you're not just saying no up the right. hill and just right. come to us, but you've right. got plans and programs for support.
6: Right. We come alongside of her as long as she lets us, yeah. that's the key. And I'm sure you found that with college students, they, they, uh, they have a ball a wall built around them and uh, it's, Holy Spirit's job in that counseling session to break that wall so that she can trust us because whether you know it or not, but every morning we we bathe that center in prayer and we know God's presence is in that building. So when she, she or he, because we minister to the fathers of the babies as well, because they're 95% of the reason why girls have abortions because the men don't want to take the responsibility but anyway when she comes into our center and she goes in that room holy spirit is all over in there and i I
0: want to say any of our young people college students uh male female if you find yourself you know in an unplanned unexpected pregnancy I don't want you to worry about the reaction of this house. We will love you. We will support you. There is no judgment. There is no stones thrown. I don't want you to feel like you make a decision for something else because you're afraid of the reaction of this house. This is a house of grace. This is a house of grace. So, Sherry, if if someone wants to kind of get more information, be involved with you guys, what, what, what do you have available and how can they connect with you?
6: Well, um, Pastor Brad mentioned that you're a praying house, and that's amazing. I brought my Becoming a Prayer Partner card. They're all on the table. Everybody can pray. Not everybody can write a check. Not everybody can come and sit in front of a, a scared a pregnant woman but everybody can pray so we have two websites what happens is um, you sign up and then if mary goes in to, if, with the counseling session she will send through this website please pray for mary who is sharing the gospel and then lo and behold after the session Sometimes you get a text that says please celebrate with heaven because somebody has given their heart to the That's Lord great. or please celebrate with heaven because a baby's life has been saved. That's so great. everybody can, se- can So serve. I
0: want to say again, when you give missions money and you drive past the women's pregnancy center. And it's your money at work, doing good uh, in our local community. Sherry, we just want to say thanks to you. Yeah, if, go ahead. If I could just say, sure.
6: the women of the church, we also like to um, offer hosting a baby shower. You know it's a lot of fun to have baby showers. And so we give a list of what the items are needed because in the material assistance part, if a young lady... Um, is near her due date we give her a layette which is like a baby shower in a bag and it's about a hundred dollars worth of baby bottles and onesies and shampoo and all kinds of things so we're always in need of that
0: we just want to say thanks to you guys you're on the forefront uh politically spiritually in every way there are a lot of adverse forces that uh are are against you guys and we want you to know that we're praying for you and we're so proud of our partnership would you give it up for Sherry, the women's pregnancy center Our last ministry this morning is Teen Challenge. We have uh, Austin McElroy uh, that's representing Teen Challenge and uh, not a big stranger to a lot of our church, but maybe to some. So Austin, just take a moment. Tell them about uh, Teen Challenge and, and the local Teen Challenge.
7: Yes, yeah, so um, again, my name is Austin McElroy. I'm the executive director of Tallahassee Teen Challenge. A teen Challenge is a year-long faith-based recovery center. Uh, we help anyone with any life controlling issues our local Tallahassee Center is for adult men 18 and over but there are over 200 teen challenges across the United States that help adult men adult women adolescents really any walk of life that you find yourself struggling uh, with any kind of life controlling issue Uh, that's where Teen Challenge kind of steps in Um, it is a very difficult uh, very structured very disciplined program but we often find that when people come in from addiction, it's what they need, and it's not me, it's not our staff, it's not our building that changes people. It's Jesus who changes people, and we just do our best to provide an environment that is conducive to a personal relationship with Jesus.
0: When you say uh, life-controlling issues, so what? What are some of the things you're referring to? Yes.
7: So the the most of our students come in struggling with drug addiction, alcoholism. Uh, but certainly not limited to that, uh, this day and age, uh, pornography, depression, um, all kinds of different anger issues, all kinds of different. We categorize anything that separates you from the life that God has planned for you. Um, if you have an issue in your life that is separating you from that, that's where we step in and help.
0: Uh, how'd you find yourself involved with teen challenge? I
7: was hoping you'd ask that. Uh, I'm a graduate of teen challenge. Uh, 10 years ago, almost uh, 10 years ago in February, I walked through the doors of Western Michigan Teen Challenge, a broken and desperate drug addict and went through the entire program. I've held every job from first time student to unpaid intern, all the way up the ranks to now executive director of our local center. So yeah, thank you. All all of our staff, are graduates of Teen Challenge. And so when a student comes in and we sit across the desk from someone, um, we don't speak from a place of what we think we know, we speak from a place of what we have personally experienced ourselves. So we're very passionate about Teen Challenge because we found victory through the blood of Jesus with the help of the ministry of Teen Challenge.
0: Austin, to people who go, I can never shake this, I can never be free, this is always gonna be a part of my life, what would you say to that individual?
7: been there. Uh, I, I went through, and listen, we love AA, NA, secular programs, man, if that's what works for you, more power to you. I can only speak from a personal experience that when I was going through, you know, secular programs and I had kept having to refer to myself as an addict, you know, all the time, eventually I acted like an addict and I would end up relapsing. I went to 11 programs prior to coming the teen challenge and the Bible says that those who are in Christ are new creations and the old is gone and the new newest come and if God can prove up can uh, perform miracles in the Old Testament the New Testament he's doing it modern day too and for us to doubt the power of a changed life is to doubt the power of God and I've tried that and it does not work. <laughs>
0: people can live free yes no that's great worship team you guys can come where's your property at now
7: so 41, 41, Appalachian parkway is our physical center we have a detail shop right down the road in the parking lot um, at walmart it's one of our micro enterprises that help funds uh teen challenge one of the beauties of teen challenge is no one is turned away because of finance a lot of times by the time you get to our doorstep finances are gone bridges are burned and so we provide an opportunity for people to come doesn't matter finance doesn't matter yeah. clothes belongings we'll take care of all of that we brought in two guys this week and people that i knew personally i just said just get here and yeah. yeah, we'll take care of the rest just get here yeah
0: and, and remember, they have the details shop right up the road. You know where Taco Bell is. I know you know that. So it's it's right close to that that's as right. well. So uh, Austin, um, maybe if someone knows someone that's struggling with addiction or they would like to be a little more involved learn a little bit more about your ministry, what, what do they need to do?
7: Yeah, so um, I, I've encouraged recently. Um, I want people to come to our center and tour our center, see what we do. Um, you can visit uh, TallahasseeMensRehab.com. Uh, It has a full layout of our program, goes through the schedule. Um, But call us, uh, 850-385-8336, Facebook page, any social media. Just reach out. Um, We used to live in a day and age where addiction was something that was kind of pushed to the corner and there was a lot of shame and a lot of guilt um, that that was associated with that. Not today. Today, I, I used to, when I worked at Teen Challenge in Michigan, we would go around and we would do rallies and we would ask for a show of hands of families who may be struggling or know someone who is struggling and you might have two or three scattered hands and we don't do that anymore because it's everybody and, and it's everywhere In some form or fashion we live in a fallen in a broken world that's not getting any better so reach out that my my uh, greatest encouragement to you is to reach out because again We have experienced the same exact thing that you may be going through and where Jesus will help. Jesus is the one who can change you and help you. We just want to be the one that leads you to a perfect God.
0: That's great. Um, I want you to know that we support not only the Tallahassee Teen Challenge with the men, but we also support the Women's Center over in Pensacola as well. They've been here with us before. We, we believe in what you guys are doing. So uh, I want to in the service this way. First of all, I just want to thank you, not just for being here this morning, for what you do. I want you to know that our covenant with you is not just to send you a check but we pray for you guys and we pray for you regularly we appreciate what you're doing in our jerusalem they're making a difference here in our own city and we just want you to know that we appreciate that what i'd like for you to do is if you guys would just stand down in the front and just kind of uh, space out just a little bit. We just want to pray over you. We want to pray over your ministry this morning. And uh, I would just maybe ask one or two, maybe if you feel a certain drawing to a certain group, just come and stand with them and just pray with them this morning. Just, uh, you know, just come, uh, anyone that that would just come and stand with them this morning. We're going to just pray this morning. We're going to thank God for, uh, for what they do. We're just going to pray God's blessing upon their life their homes their ministries there thank you lord thank you lord somebody else linda come here and just stand there you go jesse stand stand with these so thank you lord can i get the congregation to stand this morning would you do that and let's just take a few moments of just kind of deep prayer if you feel led you want to come on up and pray over them would you can we do that this morning lord we thank you we thank you, though, Lord, for those that feel a, a call here locally. We value every missionary that has a passport and that is at a foreign country. But, Lord, we pray and we thank you for those who are right here in our city. And, Lord, what they are doing, Lord. They need the power and the presence of the Lord. They're doing supernatural ministry. They're doing restorative ministry, evangelistic ministry. Lord, I pray. I pray for our friends at the Gideons. Lord, I pray, God, that you would empower them. Lord, you would put them in the right places at the right time. Lord, with that gospel, that seed, I thank you for Larry and others. And we pray the touch of God upon them. Lord, I pray for Anthony and Heather and Brian on that campus. Lord, bring people who need to hear the message of the hope of the gospel. Bring it to them today, Lord. Let it bear fruit, plant seed on this campus, Lord. I pray for Suzanne. God, I pray, Lord, for her ministry. I pray, God, that you would touch and bless that ministry god for the chelsea home and the men's home lord i pray god your hand let it rest upon them i pray for sherry the women's pregnancy center lord i pray thank you lord for this faith-based outreach lord i pray that you would go before them you would bring your young ladies and families that that need the help of the gospel lord i pray for daryl i thank you for our partnership with maryland oaks Lord, they care about families. They care about renewing and restoring families right here, Lord, that have been broken apart. Lord, I pray over their ministry today. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray over Kyle today. Lord, in Teen Challenge and his staff, we pray for the Women's Center this morning in Pensacola. God, we pray for those that feel like there's no hope with addiction, that this will always be part of their life. God, I pray that they'll hear of that hope who the sun sets free is free indeed. Lord, their life is not owned by addictions today. Lord, we pray over Teen Challenge today. God, I pray. I pray over this this group today. I pray the touch of the Lord. Let it rest upon them even in a COVID era. I pray that you would give them favor. Lord, you say you give cities that you didn't build and vineyards that you didn't plant. I pray for financial resources. Lord, bless them. I pray for fruitful ministry. God, we just give you thanks today. We give you thanks today. Lord, we pray for the touch of the Lord to be upon him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today. We pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.